practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Yes. Not just one. We can't do, how are we going to know which clap it is now? Oh, for fuck's sake. Donald Trump will tell us that was the best, that was the best clap ever. Ever. It was huge. Well, if we talk about Trump now, is, things are going to be outdated in two weeks when this podcast comes out. Nuh-uh, man. He's been Never. impeached. By They're evergreens, man. Calling it. Donald Trump. I Here's my call on Donald Trump. Let's see if it comes true, because a lot of things have been coming mm. true from the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump will not be impeached, but he wi- the, the Republicans will get even more power in the Senate and the House in 2020. Is that... 18. 18 in 2018. And they will then use that power and it will be the Republicans, not the Democrats, that impeach Trump because they don't want Trump in office. They want Mike Pence in office because he's more fitting of their agenda. Called it. So smart. Why wouldn't they do it now, though? They don't have enough juice. What are they holding out on? They need 63 votes in the Senate. Mm. To impeach. Yeah. I think, right? Isn't that right? But even that process, how long of a process is that going to take? I mean, to litigation and like, it's going to take a year at least. If if they're all for it, then why wouldn't Democrats join them in that vote? It would be 100 senators. Yeah, good point. It's because they're they're waiting for the election to see where, play the ball where it lies. Like, Mm -hmm. if they get more seats, they have more control. And maybe it's better for them to table the impeachment until... His last year in office. Because? Uh, then he'll have a year where he's just in legal trouble. And oh, then they look, I, I he see. looks like shit. Got it, got it, got it, got and it. And then they can then prop up someone like, it looks, mm. uh, I don't know if you guys watch it on Netflix, there's a really great documentary called Get Me Roger Stone. I, I know of it. I saw a little, little synopsis of it, but I didn't watch it. That guy, I did you watch it? I wish I had watched yes, it. Yes, yes. It's it's very, very well done. Okay. And he's a sleaze, but he is very, like... Smart? Honest in his sleaziness, and he's very smart at politics. Like, he gets it. Yeah. Um, like Game of the Thronesian player. Isn't he responsible much, in some yeah. way for Nixon, little, even? little finger. Yeah, he worked for Nixon when he was, like, 18, 16. And has the tattoo on his back. On, yeah, on his back, yeah. That's apparently. right. That's um, pure, yeah, juice. He, like, totally embraces, like, they're like, he's the prince of darkness. Like, he totally embraces the pack- fact that people hate him. Right. Yeah. And leans into it, and he just will say the craziest shit. He's on Alex Jones a lot, so that'll give you a, a taste. insight. For those of you who don't know Alex Jones, he's just a super famous podcaster that leans heavily on, like, conspiracy and selling Zycam to people. Infowars and Stephen Colbert yeah. is doing that parody right now. That's really good. Um, Brain. No, but I could see Republicans putting someone like Rand Paul. Oh, like I could see the Republican Party rallying behind someone like him who actually has sort of libertarian ideals, but he stands up for them. Like he's not sort of this like paper tiger. Like he's not someone who's perpetually run for president. Like, and I could see them winning. Behind someone like him, if they make all these other assholes look like idiots. Right. Because I don't think the Democrats are going to have a viable candidate in 2020. They haven't proven that they're doing anything to do that. Wouldn't Bernie Sanders run as a Democrat? 
No, they don't want him. They. I don't think he's running again. They'll use him, but he's still an uh, an independent. Right. Like that's why they dislike him so much because he became Democrat to run. He's not a company man. He used them to get where he is now, and they'll. I, I don't think they'll ever forgive him. The establishment at large, no. Right. They blame him for the loss. They blame Comey Which is not for the loss. True. They blame everyone but themselves for the loss. I'm too insulated. Yeah. I know this because I all I'm getting a lot of my news from podcasts from Crooked Media, which is excellent, but it's mm-hmm. obviously very demo- beyond democratic leaning. All the guys that started Crooked Media are from the Obama White House, mm-hmm. and they're all brilliant, right? And they all hate Trump like me. Like I, I feel like I hold the same. I, I, I need to branch out. Like I don't. I'm not following enough. Start listening to Infowars. I will. Yeah. I will never trust people who say they hate Trump. That's not a healthy mindset to have. Yeah, I think that's you can fair. dislike Trump, but if you carry the carry the water of hating him, then it then it's just more hot air. Yeah. Why? Because like, you feel like you have to personally meet someone in order to hate them. I just think it's too much hyperbole. I think it's too. Like you, like don't don't say you hate any. Like it's just too much. Hatred carries so much more and makes it so personal that yeah, you c- c- tend to lose personal. sight of of facts and you lose sight of like being open to a discussion. Yeah. What? Where was that new statue Dis- they built of him with the little po- dick? Dislike his policies. Not the, the hating the man is not productive it isn't isn't good for anybody it's yeah. not good for you it's not good for your beliefs or your ideals because if you hate him the hate becomes the thing like you then lose action should because you, hate inspires right. extreme it is, action it is animating though should you just look at think, what's going on the protests and all that town hall i agree but what if something can how. come from those protests then it's worth it but if it's just people getting together to talk about how much they fucking hate Donald Trump, then it's a waste of time. Shouldn't we ignore Donald Trump exists? Like you mentioned his policies. I don't think he has any policies. Like, policies is it possible to whatever damage he's doing to the country right now? Extricate. Is yeah, it possible? Of course, to- he doesn't have any real viewpoints or real solutions to anything. Uh, but. What he's doing, his actions or lack of action. Yeah. So let's extricate him from the entire conversation, which will drive him crazy, mm-hmm. and just yeah. talk about the policies that the people around him are yeah. pushing. Like Paul Ryan. He, that guy's, exactly. You could, Paul, that guy's a... Uh, um, all right, let's say we don't hate him, but that guy's a butthole. <laughs> that guy is doing butthole yeah. things. Totally. Yeah. That's all I got. And I <laughs> and I think just straight up hating Donald Trump means like you'll give someone like Paul Ryan a pass because he's not Donald Trump. When in fact he's probably worse for everybody. Than yes, Donald he. Trump. That's what's happening. We're all focusing on Donald Trump, and meanwhile he's uh, totally taking like literally. I I heard this, and it I think it breaks it down for me in the best way. And you guys tell me if this is hyperbole. Which I'm, I guess I'm prefacing it because I think it is, but kind of it's not. The way Paul Ryan and the Republicans are treating healthcare is this: rich people have a right to live, and poor people do not. If you it's a little hyperbolic, but it's if you can't I, afford it, then screw you. If you can't afford it, they, you will die. It's not a right. The plan Sorry. that they set forward does say that because it excludes them 
and their family from pre-existing conditions. So it's not too much of a stretch to say that. Right? Like they are intentionally screwing over people without money. Yeah. So that's it. If you have money, this conversation doesn't affect you. It it does because no. you have to spend a little more. But when you have it, it doesn't really matter. When you don't have anything and then they ask you for something, you can't produce it, you will die. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and maybe Democrats are focusing too much on the man, like you're saying, and not they should be on the news every day making that point that yeah. poor people will die because of this. Yeah. That, how is that? Or how it actually easy... affects everybody. But the Democrats don't do that anymore. Yeah. They don't appeal to working class people anymore. They gave up that group of people to the Republicans. They're blue-blooded technocrats now. They appeal to the Zuckerbergs, the Musks. Those right. are all liberal thinking, but they've given up on like – they're those are extremely crazy rich people. Zuckerberg, and they're liberals, Musk. Hollywood. 2020, Zuckerberg, Musk. Can Musk oh run for vice president? Not president, vice. Because he was he was born in South Africa? Yeah. Yeah, he can't. He can be a governor. Ooh, Governor Musk. He can be a uh, senator. Sounds like an evil governor. Oh, a, God, already. Just get movie. the black Hugo Boss <laughs> imperial out, Governor Musk. Please welcome Governor Musk. As he slowly takes his boot and pushes me off the rocket. As they're headed to Mars. <laughs> you belong here. And then what is President Zuckerberg? Isn't Mark Zuckerberg legitimately like surrounded himself, though, with people like Roger Stone in a different... Well, no, people, strategists. Hasn't he yeah. surrounded himself and he's starting to make very measured statements? I'm not going to vote. For, I, no, right. Zuckerberg, no. Zuckerberg, no. I wouldn't vote for Mark Zuckerberg. For I wouldn't president. either. <laughs> what if it was Trump again, though? Trump. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's just another shit sandwich. Yeah. Zuckerberg's too smart. Why would he want to be fucking president? He's more powerful than the president right now. So what happens when he (laughs) merges that power? He becomes like a Mega Man villain. He'll just buy California. He'll just buy California, run that like a a city on a hill to show the rest of the country. I was groovy Facebook. I was yeah. listening to the uh, mayor of Los Angeles talking about like how California is kind of slowly insulating themselves and separating themselves from the rest of the country. They can't do if they do they that will be a failed state very quickly. Governor Malibu, because if you think well, like fucking Musk's, the Googlies, the Amazons, the they're Amazonians a fucking and the corporation. Googlers? If they were to if they were to secede from the union and start their own country of California, the fucking taxes and tariffs on that place, they would move up to fucking they'd move to Nevada. That's where the headquarters would be, and they would be in the good old US of A and they'd leave fucking California to all the bureaucratic bullshit problems. They need a new currency, they need a new like infrastructure for passports. I've just realized but they're already this. they're already kind of running it like its own state techno state. I, already, Trump's yeah. election. Like, why, but you got to think about why aren't they just all of the now? like Medicare, Medicaid voided, all yes. of the institutional like all of that food stamps, everything becomes null and void, they and they have then they have to, they have to yeah. back it up with their own Federal Reserve, which they're already kind of doing though. Well, I wish them luck. 
We are about to live in a shadow run world. Trump's election was the awakening. You're going to have California. I don't know what what would, what would a, a cool regional we new call it, new age regional name for California be? When we fantasize about seceding, we call it Cascadia. Cascadia, northern, oh. northern Cal, Oregon, and Washington. Oh, uh, the growth! I think the weed smoke states. Everything yeah. that makes California California would vanish, destroy like it. All of all that Hollywood wealth gone. All that Silicon Valley wealth. Gone because Why? people because would gone. Leave. People would, would leave. leave. They would leave. The corporations would leave. Why Be- would they stay? Kevin, Do you Costner actually would convince them think all to they come want to, to South start Dakota? an actual country? They don't. They want to make money. They want to. Like that's why fucking Apple has Chinese people making their phones for fifty cents a day. Like they're there to make money, and once it gets more difficult for them to do that, they'll just move. Can we actually elect a corporation for president? President <laughs> Apple. I'm going Spencer Gifts 2020. <laughs> Spencer Gifts 2020. Running mate. Hot topic. <laughs> oh, I love it. We'd be better off. I don't know what that means. This is such an esoteric. <laughs> we would be better off with this. We would. At least it'd be fun. At least when they took away my health care, they would leave a rubber piece of dog shit on my <laughs> dead, bu- a dead chest. <laughs> All those hunk, you get all those hunk cards. Yeah, yeah, those hunk. All your savings would disappear, but they just send you like a beefcake card. Stay strong with this dong. (laughs) Oh man, I yeah, I'll take it. Spencer's gifts twenty twenty, but they'd be running against the evil corporation of Herbergers. That's you have a lot of Herbergers out in the weed smoke region. Is it a burger joint? No, it's a clothing joint. Uh-uh. Sold a lot Upscale of Jinkos. clothing. Nah. Unibev. They'd run against the Unibev, one of those crazy companies that just owns everything. Oh, Unilever. Oh, Unilever. Cisco and Cisco. No, it's goods. Omnibev. Bed Bath and Beyond. We'll take you beyond. <laughs> I don't. I, you know what? I, <laughs> I just love the, the conversation idea. Why got not? so. The conversation Why got not too weird for me. Gifts. 2020. That's perfectly our weirdness, like on a t-shirt. Spencer Gifts for president, 2020. Exactly. What does that fucking mean? Corporations, man, they should just run for president. And if they did, this one gets my vote. Kick. Somebody kick him in the leg. <laughs> just kick him in the fucking head. Get in the face. I um am transitioning. I saw this band, Dream Car. Have you heard of this band yet? Nah. It's Dream Car. It's all the members of, no doubt, Sans Gwen uh-huh. Stefani. Mm. So okay. it's Tom, Adrian, and Tony Canal, um, and the lead singer of AFI. Oh, okay. So sure. they're awesome. They're really, really good, as they should be, right? They got, uh, they're got they super talented. They got money. But So I saw them at... Um, Irving Plaza? I saw that I saw them over the weekend uh, or a couple weekends ago and they a band that opened for them was Superette and I think you'll appreciate this new style of music that's coming in or this new it's not new this resurgence of stage showmanship and and mm. stage presence and music mm-hmm. um the band that opened for them was Superette and I was like oh fuck this is it's very new wavy sounding but all the singers are like very comfortable being super like uh effeminate and stuff 
So like all they're like very David Bowie, like come on, yeah, do do a lot of pointing left oh, and right, and they're a bit glam, super glam. What's that movie like Velvet Goldmine or something? Yeah, it yeah. reminded me. I was like, oh, Henning should be here because it's you know that's my really, favorite movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it was. I was like, oh, this is like if this is the style that's coming back. We're all going to be wearing eyeliner and rouge real soon because it was like, but it was like, I was like anybody I was with, say from the town we grew up in case anybody that's still in Watertown be like, this is too gay for me. I'm uncomfortable. But so it's these guys like, like giving kissy faces, like, but like all the women are like swooning over them. Yeah. You know, it was fucking awesome. I was like, ah, I, how I missed the. Check out Dream Car though; they're awesome. It's very Showmanship, costumery. Yeah, costumery. A little bit of fucking glitter on the eyelids. Oh, yeah, a little so glitter, a lot a of lights. Very Ziggy Stardustian. I get behind that. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a lot. Yeah, it's just more fun. It's more because yeah. the music is still like really rocking and kick ass, but it's not. Um, it's not all Stallone's balls and kissing it. It's not. It's not all hard. <laughs> A little softness to it, a little edge, a little mix. The latest SNL has a, a Katy Perry is the musical guest, and I thought she had the best sketches of the night. She had she put on like she's super glam, and then behind her singing this one song is just a menagerie of cool characters, a lot of drag queens. Mm-hmm. Oh, but was it her that, musical that, bit or a sketch? It was it was her musical seg time. segment. Yeah, she wasn't in any sketches, but she. I just enjoyed that so much. Not the music too much, but it was just an entertaining the showmanship. Show. It's a new trend. We're all going to be wearing cock belts and eye patches real soon. <laughs> Diamond eye patches. Yeah, more more of a return to that glam sort of androgynous. I, guess, I hope I guess so. Lady Gaga already tried it somewhat. Yeah, she's the pioneer of bringing it back. <laughs> Not a pioneer, but a pioneer bringing it back. That sounds like us, baby. <laughs> Spencer's gifts, twenty twenty. That's our that's our uh, that's our slogan. Pioneers of bringing it back. I love that shit. That's awesome. That's exactly what Spencer gifts twenty twenty is. That's like Donald Trump. He's the pioneer of bringing uh, racism like... back, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Back to the pioneer days. Um. Uh, bring it oh but so but then did Katy perry do like a sketch about uh i don't know bed sores with boobs on them or something Ooh, something we talked about no, logos did. did you hear that henning while you were away camping in the wilderness i heard your logos discussion yeah uh i didn't read it read into it quite like you did i didn't see the sketch i'm too furious oh you didn't see it yeah. no <laughs> Did you guys mention specifically the DreamWorks kid and fishing? Yes. In the yes. Pl- okay. All right. Now I see it a little bit. Because that's how I explained to you what we were talking about. It wasn't just a sketch on logos. You guys specifically mentioned a particular logo. It was the logos. It was of the integral, logos. integral to the the sketch. They're smart about what they choose. I don't like your tone, Henny. It sounds like you're taking the wrong side. Wrong side of history. Comedy history. However, this latest episode, which I know you didn't watch because I asked you before. No, uh, I didn't. I can't watch it. And I, <laughs> well, you should Refusal. watch it by the t- by the time this comes out. Uh, 
There was a sketch. Don't. Don't. Yes. Don't. Look. <laughs> that blood's boiling. This is the Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson episode. Dwayne Rock Johnson bag? Deep cut. <laughs> Johnson bag. Dwayne Reed bag. Oh. Okay. That sketch. Woo. That sketch. No, uh, was that, it that sketch on? killed us in this in this town. <laughs> yeah, they. Oh man, I killed us in this town. I, like, I did not have my people uh, like Dwayne Reed. Can't. I did not have my uh, A game on when I was doing that sketch at pianos. Our one shot. The sketch was. They do like yet. Dwayne Reed and the nine eleven jokes. Oh yeah, never combine the two. What was that joke? Nine eleven didn't. Ha- it wasn't even a joke. No, it was, it was like, more like uh, a chicken egg fetus do gross have, out joke. Th- is there nine eleven was... in heaven? And it, then oh, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Like the buildings? You're like, no, like the date. Yeah. I don't. Anyways, I don't remember. It was just oh my really god, awkward. it's a Spencer's Gifts 2020 joke. We are <laughs> yes, insane. It really is. God, Sasquatch is God, and he has a newspaper vagina. All right, <laughs> we do one where it was uh, a group of of news people, journalists, questioning like a Donald Trump say, it's like Hans Freiwald, uh, Evening Star. Uh, my newspaper. <laughs> I messed it up already. The nine eleven didn't happen, and now for my question, you just threw it in <laughs> there. Oh, that's right. That happened, right? That was part of the bit. Uh, just a, maybe. Just a throwaway. I think it was that's like my icebreaker. That's what I say in front of nine uh, eleven was an inside job. Star Tribune nine eleven didn't. Ha- I think it was nine eleven didn't happen. Which doesn't even make sense uh, unless you believe in the awakening. And Californitron and Nevada. Cascadia. Are. Weed Smoke Land. Ooh. <laughs> so, what did, how did SNL, how is SNL going to give me a, uh, speaking of, a stroke today? Well, before, I was going to mention before the, the weed smoke in every. Did you have a little too well, on I did, vacation? I did not. I can't do it anymore. But every little town we went through now, it's been a couple years, it's legal. And every little town, there's a, a church, a stoplight, and a weed store. The Green Cross. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Every That's amazing. Every little mountain town. That's the first thing. Uh, Green Cross, so remind me, do you have to have a medical card or anything? No, you don't. That you just get... has become the symbol. Amazing. God, I love it. That's awesome. Like these little, it, it seems, yeah, it seems crazy and, and a, almost a contradiction of terms that the church little conservative mountain town you'd think but they need their weed yeah, i mean it's probably bolstering their economy i the read old, the this old horrif- kashis only roll through once a year <laughs> uh i read this horrifying article it was the the uh, company that um created oxycotton yeah uh like it just like the history of that like they're expanding like worldwide because of the crackdown in the u.s now of all these people getting hooked on opioids and synthetic yeah. opiates so they're like pushing it out in the world so it's just a creepy article about how they're going to like europe and and asia and china in particular like where it's not going to be regulated opiate at all addiction is there's just it's kind of been blown out of proportion and i was like you sons of bitches like you so, motherfuckers oh my god they're gonna sell there are places so much like oxycontin Ver- in india west virginia where towns get 500 times the amount of oxycotton and synthetic opiates shipped to the town than there are people. There was a um there was a guy I was talking um to a guy yesterday 
Uh, he had a tooth pulled. Guess how many Oxycontin he was uh, prescribed. I have no idea about any of this. Just Tw- take 20? a guess. 20? Fucking Do you take 50? one a day? I don't know. 300. 300 Oxycontins? 300. You're out of your fucking mind. I'm serious. That was his prescription. 300? 300 with one refill. So he had access six hundred oxycotton. Two years of it. That's so crazy, right? You are that is meant to get you addicted to oxycotton. It would probably like, work. That amount of pills is absurd. That's obscene. The, the uh, and you, now that I think about it, like so that's six hundred. I don't know what the milligrams are, but the street value of that is probably more than I make. In, in quite a, in in probably six months or a year. Oh f- fuck yeah, fuck yeah! Because I I heard oh people God. buy like one pill for like thirty dollars because they're harder to come by now, and it's that's why everybody's doing black tar heroin because oxycontin and those opiates are, are getting too expensive. Kicked, yeah, they're getting hooked on these synthetic opiates, and then when they can't get any more, they just buy heroin because it's cheaper. You go back to the real stuff. I had a. Uh, because uh, in Ohio, there's this crazy new synthetic fentanyl or something. Like, yeah. Oh, that's that's not new, but that shit's hardcore fentanyl. Like that mm. fucking the uh, like there was this instance where they busted this house and this guy to get rid of his powdered fentanyl just poured it out on the carpet just to get rid of it. Just yeah. to hide it because he thought he would hide it. So got they come it. in, they, they like – kick you know the cops and the emts come in kicking around you know they're they got him they push him down this guy had just had so much skin contact with it that he like wiped his face and his eyes and he overdosed (laughs) just by breathing it in and then finally that final like it was like in his mouth and in his eyes like they had to take him to the hospital and revive him as if he had overdosed on heroin i saw like one of the like, I think it's probably the most watched cops episode. They pull a guy over and they catch him with one balloon of heroin, but they like are catching him swallowing. And it turns out like God. in the time he was getting pulled over, he swallowed like nine balloons of heroin. This is a Jesus. dark ending because they, they're like, what did you do? What did you do? And they finally find out he s- swallowed all these balloons of heroin. And then one opens or they start all at the same time opening in his stomach because his stomach's dissolving him and he overdoses. Jesus. And dies. The cops don't kick him or anything? They don't kick a bag open. Old lawyer over here. Yeah. They kick him. Well, that's where I assume the worst possible. No, the worst possible was he died, but it was his fault. I used to get, um, when I used to work at a bar, this is, this is eight, this is a long, this is a while ago. But uh, my boss had back surgery, and he got that same type of prescription, like hundreds uh-huh. back pills of back pills prescribed back pills, all the time. Yeah. So he would just give me handfuls, and I would I would take him for a while. And I remember the last time I took him was because I took too many when I was drinking, and I remember as I was falling asleep, like uh, having trouble breathing. I was like, oh, I might not. I might not wake up from this one because I'm yeah. very labored in breath. I was just like, because <sighs> that's what. That's uh, and what I woke up and then I just threw those pills. Killed away. Prince, that's like he gnarly. didn't drink or do drugs. Like, oh, no. But he he took he went to his doctor and he was like, I hurt, I have aches and pains, and he just got hooked on that shit. That's why he overdosed. Who was that? Prince. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't do any drugs or alcohol or anything. Unless they were prescribed to him by a doctor, in which, in which case he was... Might as well have been Kurt Cobain the amount of fucking opiates he was taking. Right. Yeah. You Just get all because that I know... Isn't that... Isn't that no. That's what I thought with fentanyl, but it was a different shit. It was like propopol or something that Michael Jackson. Yeah. Same with him. It was all that farm. Like, I know Ashley, when she shattered her femur. Our phone, our connection took a back pill. Oh, you've been Hey, dude. Yo. You okay? How's it going? Good. We're trying just on a... My phone network. Oh, okay. For some reason, that works. For some reason, it's looking pretty good. I was a skeptic. Well, well, yeah. Don't, don't. don't uh, <laughs> Henning, a yet. skeptic. No Bigfoot. No trust in cell phone networks. He's a cricket uh, no wireless cr- man. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> old cricket, old chum bucket, cricket Henning. <laughs> chum bucket. <laughs> It's a pretty sweet name. We're all going to need, eventually we're all going to need to get the, like, everybody's going to be like, what are all those sayings on your vest? Chum bucket, Dr. Toilet, H-bomb. Those are all of my nicknames. <laughs> that I've given myself, what actually. Are you, a filthy sailor? <laughs> you got a different if... nickname for every port. <laughs> I, I wonder, this so we so talked about being able to live the Woodsian life. Could you live the uh, sailor's life? Salt life. I don't know. It depends on what type of sailoring. Your own, you're your own man. You got your own little skipper, hopping island. That I island. could do. Uh, my old boss, who you, whom you've met, both of you met, Cal. He yeah. worked on a fishing boat for years, and that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I heard it's pretty intense. Mm. Um, so yeah, leisurely sailing or just say, yeah, I could do that. But if it was like. Working on a fishing boat? I don't think I could do it. It's too hard. Too hard have, of a life. Do you have to have money to be a leisure sailor? I think so. Yeah, the only people who do it seem to be the rich guys sailing around the world just That's, for the I, shit of it. Just because you got to pay for gas or something? Because you sleep on Ash- the boat. Ashley is a friend who's who's kind of who is like a sort of sailor. Like he met a girl. He was in the Coast Guard. Yeah. Uh, they both saved up, bought a boat, so they'll. Every every summer, spring and summer, they sail up from Florida to New York, and they make money doing like boat tours. That's a good idea. And then when when yeah. the season changes, they sail back down south to a, a port just and live the sea life down there. I mean, I, I was like, I that a, sounds fun. I think I do everything too half handedly to survive on the ocean. Too slow. I do too. I do too many quick be. fixes. Okay. Ah, gotcha. Too many, too many gum, too many uh, bubble gum fixes. Too on much those of that as seen holes. on TV resin to plug a hole. <laughs> I don't believe he saws that a guy. boat in half. I don't believe that guy. What do you think? You think that stuff works, Henning? <laughs> yes, the skeptic if he thinks that as seen on TV stuff works. Come on, it's a a goop that just seals any. Oh, I gotta show you. Any, so there's a, anything, Henning. Anything. This guy takes this guy. It's like a a resin, a spray resin, and this guy's like, mm. it'll even seal this screen door. And then he's surfing a wave on a screen door. <laughs> 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 and of course, that's uh, absolutely Is it clearly wrong. Green screen. No, well, yeah, that was no, that was Malibu. That was... Venice boy applies the the resin. 
This guy, what he does is they saw a canoe in half or a, a little like s- skipper boat, and then they seal it down the middle with this resin. And he's like, "I'm sailing." Do you believe that, Henning or Casey? Henning, both of you? Do you think that's a real deal? Like, how else can they just show the video? I, I guess I'd have to believe it. Can you blatantly I mean, lie like that? Like that? That's rough because it has to work to an extent. Right. But the sheer amount of that resin tape that he uses, that's like $500 worth of that tape. Oh, so they just really, really overuse it. Mm. I think they just gouge you on the amount you get. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) But that also, like, at what point it's like, okay, I'm on a boat. Like, just fix the boat. Like, it's just this weird mentality of like, oh, like you were saying, like, you fall into the trap of like, the quick fix is never this, the, the right fix. Yeah, just like a, lot, a lot of quick fixes. One of my bosses, so they sell it like a spray can version of this spray tar, basically. And my boss bought two cans of it to stop the roaches that were infesting the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, the roach army. But what he did was he sprayed it, two full cans of it, during work hours. And it's incredibly toxic. So... All of a sudden, like my eyes were just stinging. Everybody's like, what's going on in here? And I was like, I don't know. And then finally I look over and he's just emptied two full cans of uh, aerosol tar or throughout this restaurant while ev- at like while everybody's trying to eat their tater tots at eight o'clock. Yeah. He spent $200 on spray tar when he could have spent $100 on a fucking exterminator. Meanwhile, all these roaches are coming through these black shields <laughs> that are literally armoring them like they're like they're getting armored in Return of the King. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, it's like the or- orcs in fucking Lord of the Rings. There's like... One is... <laughs> makes them stronger. <laughs> one general's just sending them through this car wash of tar as they become fortified to fight. We were nuke-proof, <laughs> now we're bulletproof too, thanks. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I would have to believe that if I saw the footage. I don't think you got to um an SNL you sketch. Can't, you can't just show that obviously happening and FTC would be down on you if it didn't actually work. Someone had to yeah. have tested it out. I want that job of testing or as seen on people, TV things. Or enough people buy it and complain. Well, and then the, la- the last podcast we were talking about Shark Tank, I'd be more into watching the pitch show that's these as seen on TV like poison quick fixes. Right. Just because I'm more intrigued, like I like the nutty inventor. Like I, that's like, I got this yeah. thing that cooks bacon sideways. Oh It's yeah. just made out of paper, paper clips and wood. There's like there was like that microwave craze where it's literally just cooks your food in the. It doesn't do anything different, but it yeah. cooks your. It's like the the bacon wave, and you put your mm-hmm. bacon in this plastic plate, and it just soaks up the grease. It's basically just a roll of paper towels. Like my family bought one of those kitchen appliances. It was the the pre George Foreman oh, grill, yeah, which actually turned baby. out to be like a useful, semi useful tool. We had one that was like the the toastinator, and it all it did was make <laughs> grilled cheeses. I, I had, I had shaped, that too. 
But I ate too many white bread pie filling sandwiches. Yeah, I was going to say, because you make the fucking white trash pie, which is just two pieces of white bread and butter. You put it in this hot press and it presses it into these gross charred little triangles. <laughs> filled with cherry pie filling. Filled, filled with, yeah. Gross. Oh man, I ate a lot of those. Just eat it on just toast. I mean, why wouldn't you just... I, you, that's social convention. That's the only thing that stopped yeah. me from being 500 pounds. Like, you can't, you're not allowed to eat blueberry pie filling on toast. That's the only <laughs> thing that stopped me. <laughs> That'd probably be pretty tasty. It's got to be this invention show out there. What was Dragon's Den? Is that just a parody of Shark's, shark's Pool? Oh, it's got to be Dragon's Shark Den. Dragon's Den? That sounds, that sounds so awesome. Isn't that a show too? Is it nerd pitches? Are they pitching like nerdy stuff, like card games? And I don't know. I was asking if if that rang a bell. I thought that was another show exactly like it. Fever sounds Dream. like it. Does sound. It does sound like a parody of maybe. It was if it's not, trademark it or something. Dragons Dan. Have people pitch their nerd their nerd stuff. Yeah, right, fantasy themed. Okay. Ronald fantasy McDonald themed. condoms, games, T-shirts. Yeah, Ronald McDonald's Ram. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's autobiographies. <laughs> God, I bet that if, you, if I need, I need time. I need time on my hands to write an autobiography of Ronald McDonald's Ram. Sell that baby. There's no, there's no Virgin Megastore. You mean, hot topics you mean to a, sell a it, work though. of fiction? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you sell it like you, you got it. It's all about the pitch. Mm. Have the right guy selling Ronald McDonald's Ram. You think McDonald's would come after me for that? They probably would, yeah. Depends on how closely the character is hewn to your, to their intellectual property. Do you? But do you think once it started sounding like hotcakes, no pun intended, breakfast hotcakes, that they would be like, let's just make an agreement that we'll take ten percent? No, they try to squash you. I yeah. forget what it was. There was this indie comic in the late '60s, '70s. I think it was called Air Raid. Or Sky Pirates? I think it was called Sky Pirates. And it was this indie comic that was basically the Disney characters, but it was like sexual. Like Mickey Mouse. Like Mickey flew Louse? Air- and no, he just used like, or maybe it was like Don the Rat or something, but it looked like <laughs> Mickey Mouse and all the characters. That guy was in court for 20 years. Oh, did they just decided to destroy his life? They tried. They were like, we're going to drop the fucking hammer on this guy. But he, like, it brought just enough juice to his comic, and then he was Ah, able to become the sort of, uh, you know, the sacred, the sacrificial lamb, like, to be sacrificed before these corporate things. So he would constantly, like, raise money to stay in court just to keep fighting Disney. And it got to the point where, you know, like, in in the end of the day, that Disney won because the guy wasted 20 years of his life. And 20 years of money fighting them just for them to go, eh, whatever. What was the name of the Burger King Kids? Is it Burger King Kids Club? I think so, yeah. Because yeah. why? that sounds like a decent life. Like, if we get enough support, like, we should just open a Burger Prince and start, like, a comic that's, like, the Burger Prince boys group. <laughs> boys, The Burger Prince boys home. <laughs> Burger Prince boys, oh, and uh, oh, just just God. try and get them to get us in court because at least it you know, beats a day job. Then we're selling Burger Prince boys home merchandise. Yeah, and it's even easier. And we open now. our own Burger Prince boys homeses. 
where we teach young boys to serve burgers right. in our joints. We do a little charity to keep on, uh, on the up and up. Only wheels ones allowed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I want Henning, can you design and us an Afeet Burger Prince mascot? That's question. It's like, I don't know if he's mol- if he's a molester, if he's just such an inbred Afeet royal. Burger Prince. Come with, to my with the boys wheels, club. With the glitter eye makeup. And with oh yes, it all, it all ties back together. We are the burger prince. Come to our boys' home. You are welcome to the home. Welcome to the boys' home. That's so good. Uh, I because boys' home has a negative connotation, right? Oh yeah. Just imagine like a Morrissey or Smith song that's like, "Welcome to the boys' home." Just like, uh, what does that mean? Did it? Used to be a, a thing. Oh, and now boys homes is? Oh, yeah. And now some shenanigans went on, and now they're out of... I think out the of as, you can, as you can imagine, if you send unwanted children or troublemakers to a boy's home... Right. I think it's, it's just a prison for boys is all it is. Right. It's... uh Maybe the boys' home started with all those newsies. Like, they created their home. They're like, ah, I'm not going to sleep with at home. We'll start our own boys' home. There are shillings that we fight over for the news wars. No, there's that really horrific uh, dollop episode, which is a piece of history I didn't know about. Dollop is an American history podcast hosted by two comedians. But they did one on the – basically on boys' homes during the Civil War. Like all of the orphans in New York that they picked up, they put them in a boys' home and then put them on a train and shipped them out west into the Midwest. So they just took – Children oh, from the yeah. cities, and then auctioned them off to farm families. They just became farmhands. Yeah, they just were. They were. It was slave labor. It was child slave labor. Does it lead into like? Did they just then become gunslingers? Uh, I mean, I'm sure some of them did, but like, if you're shipped out at eight years old from New York City, like, because your dad's a drunk and you can't find your mom. That just becomes your new – you're raised by the Frywalds in rural South Dakota. And you're like, I guess this is my family now. Uh, I bet they were horrible Frywalds back then. They had like the <laughs> nice Midwest accent or the Minnesota <laughs> accent, but they were just pant- Don's Rams, just <laughs> slave drivers, the old Frywalds for boys home. Peel those potatoes and make me beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Frywald. <laughs> Sure, sure thing, Mr. Frywald. The dad I left was a nice drunk. This one's a mean one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't hear a lot about um, nice drunk dads. Not enough good story. They don't have the good PR machine. Yeah, they don't. They don't get the word out. Yeah. It's too drunk. <laughs> too drunk. Yeah, and too nice. Why would I brag? <laughs> That's true. Humble those drunk dads. Yeah, the, the good old... The, Drunk Dads 2020. <laughs> Spencer gets Drunk Dads 2020. It's a it's a double card. Drunk Dads are the vice president. I'm voting for Drunk Dads because they're just so nice. <laughs> These ones are nice. Don't put it next to the boys' homes. What does that mean? <laughs> the Drunk Dad Corporation that you're going to elect. Because they're going to buy them too many bikes? You know, the night. <laughs> The nice ones. They're hiding something. 
Oh yeah, the nice drunks are always the worst drunks. There's always something. There's something. There's some horrible demon down there somewhere. Just of one of them. That's what they're trying to they suppress. They do. They tight. do the twist for a half an hour every every afternoon. <laughs> inside, inside. For those of you out there that might might get that reference. Even Henning. To last episode with the the core, the skateboard oh, that got bent. Uh, yeah, sort That's, of is what I thought you were. Referring to. So there's a new documentary on Netflix called The Keepers, mm. and it's about the Catholic Church and some abuse that went on. I don't want to, it's going to, like, I think it's probably going to be as popular as Making a Murderer was because it's very yeah. well done and it's very salacious and it is very fascinating. Um, but part of it, and without any spoilers, there was just one guy who was like kind of ostracized because he was a homosexual in the 60s. But like one thing he did was to like keep in shape. He did the twist, like put a record on and did the twist every afternoon for a half an hour, which to me is just like oh, it, God, it, yeah. it, 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 it makes me think of like David Lynch or something like that. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Because it was in context of that woman was like, oh, I just had a baby and he would come over and he was like, girl, you got to get up and lose that baby weight. And then the, you know, the narrator's like, and then they would do the twist for an hour at a time. And you're like, like, oh, fuck fuck that. Yeah. Gross. That is like David Lynchian. And it's just, come on now. I just see Dean Stockwell luring someone into like, twist with me like you did last summer. But have you ever, like, at any of your middle school dances, did you ever, like, oh, what the heck, I'm going to bust loose, and you do the twist for, I don't know, 60 seconds, and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm that's that was enough forever for the rest of my life. Saw Pulp Fiction. I'll throw a twist in. No more twist Yeah, in. throw a twist in there, yeah. Yeah, but you ever twist, you ever, you know, like, if you're the guy that does the twist for the entire song, Exclusively? The twist, like, that's your, like, it's my move, man. No, just somebody puts on Chubby Checkers the twist, and you twist from start, let's twist like we did last summer, to the end, now we twist again. You're a freak. <laughs> like you're a fucking lunatic. <laughs> you're a Don's Ram. You're a Ronald McDonald's <laughs> Ram, and you just, for all you kids out there growing up, well, first of all, get yeah. out of that what dance doing, right away. What are you doing in the alternate time universe where the <laughs> twist is being played between... You're meddling with time! <laughs> Just don't trust the guy that does the twist <laughs> start to finish. That's all I'm saying. Oh, but he's getting a workout. He looks good, though, that guy. Exactly. He's working out. He does the twist as he masturbates to a back wall in a closet, too. <laughs> Masturbates to the coats. With that braided leather belt around his neck. Oh, speaking of belts around their neck. Oh, God. Rest in peace. Oh, the sound guard. Oh, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. I really offended someone when I even proposed the possibility (laughs) that that could be. Well, I I mean, I think it's a fair uh, question when I was like, how did he die? Found him with a belt around his neck. What was, did they find a suicide note or did they find a lemon? You know? Yeah. I think like. A lemon? Like, cause when you, autoerotic asphyxiation. Is that part of the ritual? Yeah, it wakes you, you up. You put like the, you strangle yourself, you jerk off, and then right at the moment of completion, you're supposed to bite in the lemon because that gives you just enough juice, no pun intended, to go, huh, and take that belt off your oh. neck. Because that's, that's why like they how, find like, people dying because the lemon drops wow. out of their mouth and they. That dude from In Excess. 
that 80s rock group. That's how he died. He didn't have the lemon. Oh, Same I with didn't David know that. Carradine. David they both Carradine? died autoerotic asphyxiation mm. because they didn't have the the pop to like wake them up out of that near like I'm about to die. Like the lemon like zaps you, so you like okay, yeah, time to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. We need you in five, Mister Carradine. Lemon. <laughs> Uh, I saw a great movie with David Carradine called Future Force, but I want to get back to this lemon thing. Um, yeah. So was that not fair of me to say? Because they were like, oh, come on. Hey, Maybe I, that, it was, I, I didn't you. say that even was even a bad thing. It's fair to say. It's like, don't. I like Chris Cornell's voice. I think he made good music, but. I would never be like, I am offended. How dare you speak of him that way? I was like, he's the one who put the belt around his neck. He wasn't murdered. Right. Like, if you didn't want people to make a joke about him maybe jerking off while he hangs himself, he probably shouldn't have hung himself. Right. Well, I'd rather he hung himself having a jerk than hung himself because he was so depressed. So sad. Yeah. That's a good point, Oz. Thanks. It is a good point. Agreed. The jerk, mean, the jerk means Very you're happy. embracing life. Yeah. The lemon, it represents life. Yeah, autoerotic auto asphyxiation represents wealth way more than a sailboat does. Because oh, that yeah. means you've mm. done it all. Mm. Yeah. You've had so much sex. You've jerked off to so much stuff. Like, there's no porn video you have not jerked off to. And you're like, I, this is all pedestrian to me. So, yeah. I will jerk off into the face of the Grim Reaper. Yeah, it's the <laughs> ultimate hedonism. Really? Um, you will taste my cum, Reaper. Yeah. That, As yeah. the lemon falls out, you're like, no! And he's like, no lemon! <laughs> that, that's the Grim Reaper's bony finger <laughs> slipping that lemon but out of your teeth. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. There's a new game, apparently. Oh, you know what? I saw this on the nightly news, and they're always like, Teenagers, new game, shoving vodka on tampons up their buttholes. Like butt chug. <laughs> butt chugging. <laughs> but um the new game is uh, basically it's basically in the face. It's it's they yeah. probably we didn't we were unaware of it, but probably in the time we were in high school, like we mm-hmm. talked about last episode, where there was a game where we just punched each other in the face. Now there's a game where you go on uh Snapchat and you choke your friend. You just choke your friend out and see how fast you can do it. So it's it's oh, literally Jesus. called the choking game. And kids are like getting fucked yes. up. I don't I know, know who like six seconds long. So it's got to be quick. Real strong. I, that you're setting up a weird dynamic with your friends because it's like, who's the one who's like, no, choke me. Right. Yeah, you don't like you don't. that's like, the one that who's doing the twist to me. He's doing, yeah, like right. we did, give me choke, choke me while I do the twist. Get out of here, Gary. <laughs> I gotta be twisting though. Choke me. <laughs> but I, I feel game? like when oh. we were kids, there was a lot of like, give me a sleeper hold, dude, or not give me a sleeper hold. But there was always the friend who would give a sleeper hold. There yeah. was a like my no seventh grade it. year. Like middle school, the way the school is set up in Watertown, there are elementary schools and it's K through six. And then middle school is seventh and eighth grade. So that seventh grade year is kind of like you, you, you know, like you're meeting the other roughnecks from all over the city. 
Right. So I just remember, like, I had the lunch table with the fucking weirdos, if you can imagine that. And there was one of those, like, Ronald Donsram farm kids who was so spazzy. Like, he's he's got it all, like, perpetually tan, like, really weird, wiry, strong temper, like, hair trigger temper. Like, he had a, he had a kid in eighth grade. Like, he's just that. And I just remember sitting at this table, like, don't piss him off. And he's like, you guys want to watch me choke myself? <laughs> yes. Like, what? <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. and he did. He choked himself until he blacked out and smashed down on the table. That's fine. And I was like, this is probably what jail is like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You wish. Yeah. I, I, I wish my cellmates like, watch me beat myself up. <laughs> watch me rape myself. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get that. I'm like, I got the luckiest cell in all the land. Um, I, I, I was on that gross table too, but I was the kid who, I was the booger. I could make myself belch by inhaling enough air into my stomach. And I, I, instead of choke, I made somebody else pass out because it was pizza burger day. And I, and I did the deep belch. Just as I was teaching someone to do the deep belch, oh, so right I belched mouth. directly in their gulping <laughs> trout mouth, and they literally threw up onto the table. <laughs> oh, you skill shotted it. Just a finger roll, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that belch. It, though, I don't know if you know anybody that that burped like that. But it is yeah. so disgusting because you can just hear the the air going into the stomach and the uh, it comes out so like ungodly strange because it's just like hot stomach air. Like it's just air rolling around and then Oh god, it's weird. Yeah. I was at yeah. I was actually as I recall, I was kicked off of the dirt ball table for a minute. Like I had like a week suspension. Like because I'm like I'm on juvie football or something. <laughs> Not because of that. No, it was a deodorant thing. <laughs> you stunk too I was, bad. I was the stinky kid, too yeah, for sure. The, the of course table. you were. You're the one belching in everybody's mouth. <laughs> They're like, hey, can you believe that guy that uh made somebody throw up with his own breath doesn't wear deodorant? Yeah, yes, I can believe that. Yeah, that doesn't sound too strange. Uh, I was always, and I was like, there was a minute where I was writing like erotic mermaid fiction. (laughs) I I had my own table table? for a minute. (laughs) Speaking of fiction, I saw a film called Toilet Gator this past Ooh. week, or this past month, I should say, to keep it in the frame. Toilet Gator is amazing in the sense that, in the best way, I watch a lot of bad movies, so how uh-huh. can you make a movie so that bad that even even you? I'm... It yeah. was so bad that like I lo- it got to a point where it started off like, this is bad... This is pretty hard to watch to the point where for the next hour, I laughed uncontrollably because it was so perfectly bad. It was uh. it was called Toilet Gator. It was, as you would expect, a gator that got flushed down the toilet in this apartment building and then started coming up other tenants' toilets and killing them. But 
it was as he said it was uh the 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 the, the filmmaker was there at the screening Ooh. Um, at this really cool it was like the film academy down in the lower east side on like eighth street and first avenue i didn't even know it was there it was awesome and it was if you think new york had art house theaters this is the one this is the oh, art house theater because i was looking imagining. through their program and they were like one of the entire nights was uh, like homemade movies from pittsburgh 1971 i was like <laughs> what the fuck is this theater so this was like a, a film. It it wasn't. It was beyond film forum, sunshine cinema, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was where you see Toilet Gator with yep. three other people. Um, wow, yeah, where what? So it was a short film. This guy shot back in 1981, but like a three minute short, and mm. then he cut that three minutes up of this couple having an argument about a toilet gator in a in a bathroom. And then he mm-hmm. put a bunch of found footage to lengthen it to about a good hour and a half. And I'm wow. and I'm a pretty good um, connoisseur of um, iMovie Swill. of iMovie editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure. I believe it was it was uh, the fontage and the uh, uh, music, the stock music. Yeah. And the map stuff was um, iMovie. But yeah. anyway, so it was literally for the majority of it, it was. And then in apartment 11C, and it would cut to a different guy getting eat with a toilet gator. Boom. Back to exterior shot of apartment building. Then in apartment 9B, boom, different guy <laughs> for an hour. And then I was like, that was, it just, it was the rep- repetition of it became so funny. And it was probably intentionally yeah. like the guy was a really funny, is a really funny dude. Um, but then I was like, that can't be. And then it ended with, and then. In NASA's space station, and then in a boxcar, and then in the Super Bowl. And it kept going and going. Perfect. I was like, this now is turned, crazy. Now it turns into a jerk practice sketch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. With it. And it, this is <laughs> out in, in space. Yeah. Anything, How did he get there? Anything <laughs> about, um, yeah, because like, I made a lot of like YouTube and found footage videos, and they're. I'm sure to the audience, pretty tedious at times. They're like, "This yeah. is not. This is collage. You're not a lot. This yeah. is not. You're sampling. <laughs> assemblage. This is assemblage. Speak. Yeah. This is. You ain't Joseph Cornell. <laughs> we made it sound like he filled in the entire rest of the movie, but he had to have shots of people getting eaten by gators. He did. All the shots were first of people. Yes, of people like a gator coming out of a toilet, like literally a little plastic gator. Yeah. And then somebody screaming, and then um, is that scary? fake blood splatter? Is that splatter? scary at all? Is it just ridiculous? <laughs> funny, very funny. Just funny. Okay. And then it would be somebody screaming, and then the blood splatter would. One splatter, two splatter, the entire screen's red. That thing. And it was shot in brown eye vision because before somebody mm. got killed, it would be a cut to an alligator eye filling the screen. Okay. You know, Joe, it, this is brown eye, not 3D, eye. Three, three eye, brown, brown thing. I don't know. I don't oh. remember. It was a, like, yeah. Like and brown a, eye has to do deep. with butts. Yeah, that thing. That's what I thought. But it's gator vision, you mean? Well, you toilet well, gator, brown eye. The gator, the gator's vision as he comes up at the at the unsuspecting victim's brown eye. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Oh, yeah. see, deeper than got to give this guy credit. <laughs> There's more levels. Hey, I'm gonna re- revisit this work. I dare <laughs> you. Maybe you can see it. On, oh, actually, everybody should go watch it because it is. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. The dude did did a good job. I wish. And they plugged our podcast, which was crazy. It was. It was. What? It was the weirdest. Uh, yeah, I didn't even tell you guys that. It was the weirdest mix of entertainment in all of New York that night. It oh, was. I bet. Sounds it was like basically it. the Jerk Practice podcast presents Toilet Gator. <laughs> of course, we did. Yeah, so there's some of that. All right, I guess I have to be happy with that. Why not? We're, yeah, the dude. We're gonna see. Cool. We're gonna see like, a, he has another movie coming out called Star Jaws. It's a Star Wars parody. That's great. There we go. Was it found footage one as well, or is this new? New content. Uh, I only saw a trailer. It takes him. It took Toilet Gator about 20 years to get done. So, you know, stay tuned. This may be in the oven for a while. This may, may be percolating. It might be whatever our new podcast, Little Bundy, presents. Yeah, Bundy Jr. Bundy Jr. Bazinga Boys. Bazingas. So anyway, speaking of SNL. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, please. I, now, that, and, now that you got my... Now that I'm tempered, you're going to bring me back up? And spe- mm-hmm. speaking of Katy Perry and... The keepers, a million. If I hear the names that I should have Bink, made. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> we had a we had a sketch called "Sexual Harassment Robot." No. Oh, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> SNL did a sketch of uh, evil mad scientists, a gathering of them for like an uh-huh. awards at the end of the year of the most evilest invention. And someone that uh, a freeze ray, a shrink ray. Ooh, that's evil. Then Dwayne the Rock Johnson comes up. I made a child molesting robot. The fuck? That's crazy. You know what's crazier Ooh. about that is I yeah. Po- since we were talk, <sighs> go ahead, Henny. I feel like I cut you off for the last <laughs> five hours. I'll let you go on this one. Not much. Not much else to say. Just um, the premise was. Yeah, we're like fun evil, and you're just evil evil. Why gotcha. you? Why in the world would you make a child molesting robot? The robot didn't even turn on and uh, molest anybody. It was just a a problem. Oh, uh, I know it was a jerk practice. That's- and it's uh, I saw a sketch they did. I don't know if it was this season or last season. They had one where uh, with uh, a gay robot. And that sounds familiar. I feel like I saw that too. Oh yeah. The, Which kind of sounded similar, and I mean, in their execution, it's not like, oh, child molester robot, gay robot, because the robot kept saying it wasn't gay, but the robot kept being gayer and gayer. That's a Nick Swartzen bit, isn't it? Gay robot? Maybe. I think he has a bit where he's like, I'm a gay robot. Well, then the whitest kids have that, that bit, the sex robot. Well, I don't know that one. So, like, it's all just right, this maybe sassy robot that just like gyrates its hips and it's like sex robot, sex robot. Oh, that's sex right. Sex robot, sex that's robot. Right. I forgot about and that. And then Sam and and uh, I don't think it's Timmy. Sam and Darren are the two cops. They're like, he's coming closer, and it's just him dancing in the street. Ah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I It's interesting because our our hypo- our latest hypothesis is that we have uh, angered the SNL gods so much that. 
they are um, gang stalking me specifically, but us. Um, They're going to raid our coffers. And listening to the podcast and doing whatever we do on that week's podcast, doing it the next episode. Mm-hmm. And However, it would, that wouldn't fit with Sexual Harassment yeah. Robot, except for I posted some it. of it oh. about a month ago. So if you listen to my sweet promos at the end of the episode that say go to Jerk Practice on at Jerk Practice Pod, on Facebook, you scroll down as the intern would have done. I would have seen um, bits from Sexual Harassment Robot because that's the only that would have been the first time Sexual Harassment Robot even saw the internet. I would think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it was just a a title and a name. Do you remember what the sketch was about, though? Sexual Harassment Robot. Yeah, just a hours. Yeah, yeah. It starts as a, a these two Midwestern women. Sort of talking shit about everybody in the office and like just insinuating that someone's son's gay and they're just being very mean. And then this very sort of throwback, sort of like flirty boss shows up, but it's a robot. So he's calling him sweet cheeks and like insinuating sex, but in a robotic way. Those actresses, those women that played those roles. Or <laughs> never regretted a decision in their life more. More in their entire life. <laughs> Fucking good looking robot, though. Best. The Henning. best good costume work, work we ever did. We. You. You? Did you do I feel like I bought some of the stuff. I made the costume, but Henning was the robot. Oh, so where am I in this? I just played the actual child molester? Yep. Child <laughs> molesting handyman. You were the handyman off in the back, yeah. The best. Giving creepy looks over the cubicle walls. I hope I, then, never, I hope I then, never have a ponytail in my the, life. The again, turn but in I the sketch was it. there's a a robot that sexually harasses women, and then the person that comes out to explain it is Hans, and he looks like Mark Borchard with with like welding glasses on. So he looks like and he's like, "Oh, uh, don't mind me. I'm just the child molesting handyman." And basically, this is an office in the future where they've created a robot that sexually harasses men and women. To keep them working because they're too afraid to be sexually harassed. And then, as is the child molesting handyman, he just prevents people from talking about their children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's like Social commentary, work. baby. It's a, he's more efficient at sexually harassing, and he also keeps the office really yeah. efficient. Mm-hmm. Because it was, it, yeah. uh, the line was like, the, yeah, it was under the, cold claw sexually harassing mandible like that was what it was is that he just sexually harasses you until you do work well it looks like snl's the pioneers of bringing it back yep pioneers are bringing it back bringing ours back stuff that now they can't steal it because they've already done a sketch that's somewhat similar oh it's gonna be too close they fucked up you guys fucked up but i don't don't start with that Donald Pansram. Yeah, see, now yeah. I think we're even getting too weird for them to even. They're like, we can't do anything. We can't do anything with a masturbating clown that <laughs> has sodomized over a thousand chicken nuggets. <laughs> and you know what? That's because you're not thinking out of the box, SNL. Wait wait till the burger mascot pitch. Burger Prince. <laughs> burger Prince. Burger Prince Boys Home. <laughs> burger Prince Boys Home. I'm sorry, we can't accept your boy. He's not in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I guess speaking of SNL, Ashley and I got to see Steve Martin and Martin Short live. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was excellent. Those dudes are funny, huh? It was so, yeah. It's... <laughs> Which made me realize, I because they do kind of a montage up front of them in SNL, them from different movies, them in in mm-hmm. different points in their career. Oh, I realized, I, yeah, just to give you a taste, like if you're unfamiliar with like Ed Grimley, there's a little Ed Grimley oh, bit. Okay. Or if you're unfamiliar with Steve Martin as King Tut, they show a little bit of that. They show a little bit of Wild and Crazy Guys, just kind of building up to them coming out. And I realized I hadn't seen a lot of Martin Short's, Martin Short era SNL. Mm-hmm. But it was a loaded, like, that was the year it was him, Billy Crystal, Christopher Guest, Harry Shear. That was the year that um, it was not when Lorne Michaels was there. Uh, Horny Lorne was gone, right? Horny Lorne might have been gone. And was was Eddie Murphy on the cast as well at that point? All right. I know Lorne Michaels was gone when Eddie Murphy. This might have been... The year Lorne Michaels came back because they really had to save mm-hmm. SNL from. Do you remember the guy's name who took over? Dick uh, Dick Ebersol. Ebersol, yeah. Ebersol. Mm-hmm. So Lorne Michaels got a deal with a movie studio to make like three movies. So he actually left SNL. He left, and SNL started tanking, even though they had Eddie Murphy, which the best, was basically the best cast of all time, almost. The best cast, you think? I mean, that Eddie Murphy era, there was a lot of talented, like, it crossed over because it was him, Billy Crystal. Well, no, no. So it was Eddie Murphy that one year that was they almost sank. And they were like, that uh, was the year they had to bring it. So then they, for the first time ever, and it's not like SNL was around that long, but I feel like it was 83 or 84. They said, fuck it. We're going to bring in established talent. So, like, when uh, Martin Short, Billy Crystal, Christopher Guest, Harry Shear, like, those guys were already established comedians. And they, yeah. like, got, like, I think even to this day, because they don't do that, they got, like, the biggest contracts SNL still, like, if you work out, like, the money-wise, has ever offered talent. Because they were like, we need right. to bring in uh, ringers to save the show. And I feel like... Uh, I w- I wouldn't count them as ringers. I would count Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. as ringers. That was when SNL was again after. was failing and they needed to bring in like a young demographic or something. Because it was like everything has a – it's like bringing in uh, snakes to get a, the rat population in, in, yeah. in Australia. And you got a snake problem. So, so exactly. So they brought in the rats. They had to bring in the snakes. And then finally they got Chris Farley. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but no, the show was was awesome. Like they they come out and it's it, the structure of the show was great. So they both come out and they basically roast each other, right? For a bit, like back and forth, just like in so you know, just like busting each other's chops. And then they step back and then they do a bit where they they show like old pictures from them growing up and throughout their career, and they basically roast themselves. Ah, uh, gotcha. And then they uh, sit down and have this very fun like conversation. It reminded me very much of like a podcast, mm-hmm. just them hanging out and talking and exchanging sort of stories from their career. Like Martin Short talks about how he met uh, Frank Sinatra. Gotcha. And it was just this slow build to 
Uh, and how old were you then? And he just makes a complete and total ass out of himself. And he's like, I was 47. <laughs> <laughs> right. But one of the bi- the biggest pops of the night is Martin Short is telling the story. And he's like, so I was on the set uh, of this movie Clifford. Ooh. And then there's a smattering of applause and laughter. <laughs> and then Steve Martin makes a joke. And it was like, you can either look at it like the people that clapped remembered Clifford or everybody else remembered clifford and that's why they're not clapping um so he tells the story on clifford he was like it's very important for me that clifford is 10 and not 12 so he's talking he's like so i had to talk to the costuming they're like well you got to nair your legs before you come to the set and he talks about he forgot so he gets there and they're doing makeup for martin short and he's he's like well can we just nair them now you know, so with Martin Short flourish, he spins in his chair and his little legs are dangling off the side. So he's like, I'm sitting there getting makeup done. I'm talking to the hairdresser who I know forever as he's and then the two makeup assistants are nearing my legs. And he's like, it, it was it's odd feeling because he was like, oh, I, just, I dropped my pants. I'm in my boxers and I'm sitting here with my legs out. Two strange women are massa- mas- massaging creams into my leg. Right. And he's like, I'm, I'm nervous. So I'm not really making eye contact with them. I'm very much talking to the hairdresser. So they go through the thing, they narrow his legs, they wipe him off. And he, uh, he's like, then I finally looked down and realized my dick was hanging out of my boxers the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. So then he's like, so I did what anybody else would do. I waited three weeks to talk to these women. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just, uh, just uh, I, I wanted to apologize because, uh, was, was my dick out the whole time? And the woman's like, yeah, but if I knew you as like I know you now, I'd have just shoved it right back in your pants. Oh. He's like, so we were okay. <laughs> Apparently Dolph Lundgren used to purposely answer, like he used to call room service, and then yeah. purposely answer with his robe open, try and, get, try and wet these unassuming <sighs> housekeeper, room, room service ladies' appetites with his old Turkish dong or whatever he's from. <laughs> Turkish? <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's Turkish dong. <laughs> Austrian, I believe. Is he Austrian? I feel like he's from Serbia. <laughs> His Serbian sausage, if you will. I can keep him going all night. His, got me on the hook. his Russian orangutan. No, that one didn't work. <laughs> uh, but no, the show was great. Like, they were awesome. And then they each had separate bits where they do their own stuff and couple music numbers. It was good. So how was um, uh, your meeting with Val Kilmer? Uh, that is tomorrow. Nope. That happened last week. Was he a good dude? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, the juice. I'll have, have more info next him. month. Next month, we <laughs> yeah. get an update on how cool Val Kilmer is. Kilmergate. Pitch him, I'll, pitch him, Ronald Donsram. We need a name behind this. We'll number. see Ronald Donsram. We'll see if he if gives us a little of his Turkish delight or whatever. <laughs> Is he gonna answer? Russian. Apparently, he's a cool dude because he's just, he just like set up behind stage. There's just a freestanding door frame with a closed door, and to meet him and take a picture, you walk up, knock on the door, he opens it with his dick out, and you walk in and take a picture. Oh Val! Oh Val! This is what I do. I'll knock that lemon out of his mouth. Like the old Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> lemon party. Is that where that term lemon party comes from? I have no idea. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's that picture of those old men sucking each other off. Yeah, so where does lemon party? Is that because it like makes you pucker? Like, ah, they're too old to be having an orgy. Yeah, I don't know. Does it? It doesn't sound like a party I'd want to go to just in general. Like, I'm throwing a lemon party. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of lemons. <gasps> that it does. Now that we're, I don't know when, what, it could have been five episodes we were talking about uh, duck fetuses, but you do have a good point. Sometimes I do go gross for gross sake. Like, I was looking at a couple of old videos. Like, we did an old video called Home Alone. And as part of it, like, we introduced the characters and it's, Casey as like a kid, like like a Macaulay Culkin kid, me like that, and then a, a goofy robber, Justy, and then our friend Greg Stone is just his head in front of the picture of these five old men butt fucking each other. I was like, what? Why did I? Why did I choose that for the Christmas? You should want to take Greg Stone down a peg. I guess so, because there was another one where it ended with you're like really tight up on Barack Obama's face. And then it pans out, and he's spread eagle as Saddam Hussein is sodomizing him. <laughs> what was that for? I don't. It's something for um, Chris the Robot or something. Something for our friend Brad Sternagel for oh, a, for Detective right. Butts or something. Yeah, it was like it gotcha. was like America's fashiest videos or something. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. it was like America's funniest home videos, but it was like pre- police brutality cases, mm. and then. While these say police officers beat Rodney King, it was like bring, bring, boom. <laughs> hey, get off of me, Mister! Hey, cut it out! It's actually a pretty funny idea. I'll have to find it. It's somewhere. It's not really my property, but I did edit it together a little bit. I have to blur sure out that dong, <laughs> that Obama dong, Odonga, Odonga, <laughs> Odonga, Odonga. Stop twisting to that made-up song about the former president's wiener boner. That's how. So I'm going to answer the door. Ronald McDonald makeup, ripped like Carl Panzram, doing the twist to Odonga. Oh, uh, you can leave the room service right there. Odonga. Just, yeah, I need a nightmare movie at the Film University Forum or wherever the hell I was. I'll oh, have to put you that could easily make a movie to drive people insane yeah. or nightmares. All you need is three minutes, apparently. Could we? Oh, yeah, three <laughs> twisted minutes. Could, yeah, should we try? Should that be our... Oh, man, it just made reminding. We, we had another movie project of the dollar menu movie idea. Damn, so many things slipped through my fingers. So, but could we make the craziest movie of all time? Is that in our? Is that could? Is do we have the potential? Or it just that? Or do we have to put uh, parameters on it? Like, uh, it can't just be like people in Obama masks having butt set, like having (laughs) anal sex, like. But that would be weird. But so, how do you put? Like, how do you gauge weird? Well, is it like that um, um, Julian Donkey Boy? Like that, or there's the Salvador Dali movie he made, the Al Descent Dog, which is just really horrific, unsettling imagery, Mm. sort of together. Like, 
Because there's a bit where there's like this lovely woman and then she looks down at her arm and her arm has like a a lesion in it, but there's bugs crawling out of it. Right, right. And then the next scene is like there's a moon with the clouds cutting across it. And then the next mm. scene is an actual eye with a razor blade that goes. Ooh. All right. Bo- here's Chin Andalou. That was Boonwell. Oh, that was Boonwell. Okay. Can so here's can you make the weirdest movie of all time without any nudity, without any yeah. profanity, without any blood? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think that would make it mm-hmm. way weirder. That would make it weirder. That would I think people would expect like an extreme gives them a reason to go, okay, okay. Right. But if there's not that moment, then it's like, why is this creeping me out? So it would you'd have a yeah you'd have Ronald McDonald doing the twist for three minutes oh dong and like songs that are off by words so one like, letter <laughs> and you kind of you're like that's oh dong is he saying donga and is donga breaking the profanity rule no dong is a fair word <laughs> like ding dong <laughs> ding dong ding dong just weird for weirdness's sake but. It- well, does it have to make sense in a story way? It has to have a perfectly like, followable narrative. I think so. That's part of the challenge. Part of the challenge. Well, Ooh, that would be the challenge. Weird yeah. images. It has to, to be a romantic comedy. <laughs> You're really putting some. I'm making the next. this with some rules. Yeah. I, I want an Oscar. I want to get Tom Hanks' third Oscar, baby. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, like Gummo is that. It's just unsettling. There isn't really a narrative. It just follows people in a town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's what the fuck, and then there's just weird for weirdness's sake that doesn't make any sense. Blue Velvet is that, I would say. Oh, these are all disturbing. No, that you has want, more of a disturbing. narrative. Yeah. Like, Blue- Inland Kingdom is kind of just weird and just weird for weird. Like, Blue Velvet has a very clear clean very much so yeah narrative like you can follow right. it whereas some of his other movies aren't probably the cleanest like, lynch has ever done yeah like eraser head like yeah. that movie's madness right i don't know you have to work that on it. next it's week in you. next you week i'm gonna you. have the opening scene for odonga well no i can't give away i gotta change i gotta get a different title uh, uh just have it set in a building like you were just talking about toilet gator like now in room 107 like that if that's all the thing is just like all this weird these weird vignettes in this yeah. structure but that doesn't that doesn't that does not a, a narrative make it does if you tie it all together at the end well it gives you a structure it starts with the elevator game you heard of that no the elevator game is and i gotta get going um uh the elevator game is a game you play you go into an elevator and there's a sequence of of floors and buttons you have to press so you have to go up to the fourth floor uh-huh. and then you have to go down to the second floor and when a woman when the second floor door opens well there's more in between that but eventually you get to a floor where a door opens with a woman with long brown hair and you're not allowed to say anything or look at the woman with long brown hair you're supposed to let her get in and press floor five and then when you get on floor five you have to keep your head down and she has to get out and then you have to go to floor three and then you're in um uh 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 what's that middle place between heaven and hell per- perdition or whatever purgatory. purgatory purgatory like it's supposed to bring you to a another dimension 
Okay. Just a series of events that someone prescribed and it's like, say Bloody Mary three times. Exactly. That's what the elevator game is. There you go. That's your narrative. It's the elevator game. Yep. That's interesting. Elevator toilet. Elevator game. If elevator already exists, though, as a game, you have to make up. We have to make up our own arbitrary sequence of events that you must follow. Okay, so it's it's a lot more. It's more laboring, but you just have to take the stairs. (laughs) The walk up game. Yeah, third floor walk up. That's what it's called. All right. Well, I got a third right. floor walk up. I don't know. What do you have to? I got to go. It's nothing fun. I have to go to work. Not what is summer. it you were working on? I forget. It's some presentation for some company. They need me to edit their um, PowerPoint presentation or something. Ah, uh, I see. Just okay. it's it's not it's not Odonga, unfortunately. It's no Odonga. That's for not. What, the, but what is? Well, you'll find out next episode. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have some time in the woods to let Odonga. Oh, yeah. Odonga is going to be created. I'm going to write it. It's going to have a, a co writing credit from the Jersey Devil. Yeah. <laughs> His first feature. Look, Jersey Devil, I got to pitch you something before you eat my toes. I'm listening. All right. But I don't understand. Are you saying Donna or Donga? Shut up, Devil. Enunciate. Stop twisting. The song's over. <laughs> so creepy, you creeped out the Jersey Devil. That's right. So yeah, many notes. Why do you keep it's belching really into my work. open mouth? Pizza burgers. <laughs> I got kicked off the Jersey Devil's lunch table. I got kicked off the cryptic table. Cryptid table. Oh, that's a. A mong- Mongo tunes for you, the cryptids. It's just the, the grossy kid table, but it's like bald Sasquatch, the Jersey Devil. Oh, that's a great idea for a uh, for a cartoon, the cryptids. But they you place them in high school, mm-hmm. and they're like the outcasts. So right. it is ne- like a social commentary. And Nessie's in a fish tank, but the fish tank is on a wheelchair. Wheels, <laughs> wheels. There you go. We get our wheels. That's actually a good idea. We good. got a good one. That's Thank good. you. You're welcome, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Live from New York. That's an hour. Good one. That's Odonga. Mongol tunes. That's a gunga. Oh, burn. Uh, nobody knows. I cut that, so I think we're good. All right. <laughs> Cower. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to think of... It's not, <laughs> it it's not very easy, right? No, it's like when you're like, oh, I could do anything. Because uh, what did we talk about in the past episode, like in the episode that's going to air? I don't part know. Two? I, as soon as we finish, I'm going to go in and edit, and edit it together. So I have no, I know we, I think we start off talking about Donald Trump and I have no idea where it goes on that episode. Oh uh, yeah. I don't, whatever. We can do Bigfoot and Donald, Ronald Panzram. Okay. Hey kids, remember the Burger King Kids Club? Well, guess what? They're back with all of your favorite characters. Like Ronald Donsram. Hello, my name is Ronald Donsram, and the one thing I like more than sodomy and McNuggets 
is the Jerk Practice Podcast. So please, I implore you, check us out on Google and iTunes. Download, rate, and review. And I swear, I will not be hiding behind you. And the Jersey Devil! Hi! I'm the Jersey Devil! Make sure to rate and review the... I hate this voice. I can't do this voice. I hate it! You got it. You you pick it and you can't go with it. Uh, Rate, review, uh, subscribe, share the podcast on Facebook. It's at Jerk Practice Pod. Uh, You can check out our other podcasts, Have a Good Night Court, on iTunes and Google Play. Take me out, Don's Ram. Oh, he's masturbating. I love you all, and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) I'm jerking off the Bigfoot. All right. Night court. <laughs> See? <laughs> Donga, oh, Donga, oh, Donga, oh, Donga. I had a prez. Donga was his name. Since he's left us. We've never been the same Cause we love our her prayers Donga, where did you go? Where did you go? Now that you're gone We're left all alone Left by ourselves to wander and roam Cause we love our prez Donga, where did you go? Where did you go? Well, Donga, now that you're gone I don't know what we'll do Cause we had all our sweet love for you. I had a prince. Dunga was his name. But now he's left us and we'll never be the same. Cause we love. Our prayers, Dunga, where did you go? Dunga, did you go? Did you go? Dunga, oh, Dunga, oh, Dunga, oh, Dunga.